Welcome to another inspirational message from Pastor Ron Hammonds, Senior Pastor of Golden Triangle Church on the Rock in Southeast Texas. We're so glad you're joining us. For more information about Golden Triangle Church on the Rock Ministries, visit our website, cotr.com. Enjoy the word. Are you ready for the word? All right, we're going to be going, first of all, to 2 Peter. And then, before we get finished, we'll go to another scripture, a verse or two. You can uh, follow along if you like, or you can uh, watch on our screen or there on your screen. We will have the scriptures there ready for you. Today, I have entitled the message this morning, um, The In-Between. What in the world does that mean, The In-Between? Well, we'll... uh, We'll find out here in a minute. And so uh, if you have found Second Peter chapter 1, that's where our text is coming from today. Um, let's open up our hearts this morning. My goal today is to make the word that God gave me this week, to make it simple and plain enough and yet profound enough that it would, you know, uh, be embraceable by you. Some of you have just come to the kingdom. Some of you have just started learning about the Bible and stories in the Bible. I'm conscious of that. And so I want to make sure that that, that I walk slowly and deliberately and bring you along because you need to know what the Bible has to say. It is the power that will help you in every situation. It's the truth that's going to bring revelation to you and help you in your marriage and your finances and, and uh, in, in, in the peace of your mind and the joy of your life. And for others of you, you are students of the Bible and you have been students of the Bible for many years. Many of you know every bit as much as I do about the Word of God and some of you probably know more. And for those people, I'm going to try as well to make the Word of God uh, this morning and my, my, my sharing of God's Word, try to make it uh, um, as, as profound as you need it to be in order for you to latch on to it. You know, you just can't often take a, um, a graduate student in college and put them in a second grade class and continue to make them feel like they need to be engaged. But that is the marvelous thing that the Holy Spirit does. Me, more than just a teacher, and I am a teacher, But I am anointed by the Holy Spirit to come before such a diverse group of people here and around the world. I don't know how God does it, but God by the Holy Spirit is going to be speaking to every heart. So don't think for one moment that the word today is going to be, you know, too too little, too weak, or too much, too powerful. Watch and see what God does. Now, that's my job, is to deliver this word under the anointing so that the Holy Spirit can make it what you need. What is your job? Your job is to find two things this morning that you can remember. One thing for yourself. 
so that you can remember something that God said to you today that's designed by God as the Holy Spirit reveals it to you. It's designed to change your life. And then a second thing that God wants you not only to eat bread this morning, but he also wants to give you some seed. One thing that you can take to someone else. Because we are not only consumers, we are also workers in the field of God. And this week, there's going to be someone you're going to meet. And you will have the opportunity, if you are armed with seed, you will have the opportunity to sow that seed into their life. Something you hear today. So I, I am ready and prepared to do my job. I'm going to ask you to right now prepare yourself to find two things, to find bread for you and seed for someone that's going to need it this week because the Word of God will change a life. That's what the Apostle Paul said, I am not ashamed of the gospel because it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone, regardless of what situation they're in or what, you know, what, uh, what background they have. So uh, today, as we begin to read our text, be on a search today. And again, I'm going to walk slowly, but I'm going to go deep in a moment and at least give you something today that you weren't conscious of or didn't know and hope that we can grow together under the hand of the Holy Spirit. The Apostle Peter is writing here. And Peter in 2 Peter says this. He begins in verse 1. Simon Peter, a bondservant of the Apostle Jesus Christ, to those who have obtained precious like uh, like precious faith with us by the righteousness of our God and Savior, Jesus Christ. Now, this is what the Apostle Paul, he's identifying himself as a servant, as a slave, a bondservant, a servant, a slave by choice to Jesus Christ. And he says in verse 2, grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God and of our Lord Jesus Christ. That's, that, that's how grace and peace is, is, is multiplied to us. It's, it's through the, the more we know about God and the more we know about Jesus, then the more grace and the more peace we have in our lives. Verse 3, as his divine power has given to us all things that pertain unto life and godliness through the knowledge of him who has called us by glory and virtue. You know, we, we, we are given, uh, we, we, we have been given all things, been given access to all things that pertain to life and godliness. Uh, the more we get to know him, the more access we find to grace and peace and all things that pertain to life and godliness. Verse 4, by which have been given to us exceedingly great and precious promises. Now, um, you know, we have been given access to stuff, but we've also been promised some more stuff, okay? Uh, we have been given, uh, given to us exceedingly great and precious promises that through these you may be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in this world through lust. Now, here God says we have been made partakers of a divine nature. We have, we, we, we have received 
a divine nature, not just a worldly nature, not just a human nature, not just a nature, but we have received a divine nature. And because of that, we have have escaped the corruption that is in this world. There is so much corruption in this world. Have you guys noticed that? Have you guys noticed all the corruption in this world? I mean, not only um, health-wise and, and finance-wise, political-wise and relationship, but there's so much corruption in this world. And we have been given not only a divine nature, but we have escaped the corruption that is in this world through lust. Lust and greed, those things that drive people to just want more and want more and want more and want more, you know, and, and, and never be satisfied, never be, you know, giving, but always be taking. You know, all uh, the, the lust, the things that drive people to just want more and get more, that brings corruption. The love of money is the root of all evil, and it causes corruption in this world. But thanks be to God that we have a nature in us that allows us to escape that kind of corruption. Now hold your thought there and hold your place in 2 Peter for just a moment uh, and, 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 and we will come back. But let me give you just a little bit of background, you know, uh, on, on, on how this all came about. Um, the very first verse in the Bible, Genesis 1.1, in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth, okay? The very first verse in the Bible tells us that we are not here by happenstance or because of some big bang or because of, you know, some evolutionary process. The Word of God uh, tells us plainly that God Almighty created the heavens and the earth on purpose with a plan. He has a great plan. The, the, The Word of God is very plain. The very first verse in the Bible tells us that we are not an accident. We weren't here, you know, by some coincidence or by, you know, by, by, by some mistake. You're not a mistake. You are a plan of God. And if you read on in the first chapter of Genesis 1, it tells you about creation and how God created not only the heaven and the earth, but the trees and, the, and he separated the water and the grass came up and the cows and all the wonderful things. And then he made man in his own image. You know, we are a part of God's great plan. That's what the first verse in the Bible tells us. Now, there are 31,102 verses in the Bible. Okay? 31,102 verses in the Bible. The first verse tells us what God did in the beginning. Uh, The account of creation. But 31,102 verses later, we come to Revelation 22 and verse 21. As the Apostle John is concluding the book of Revelation and include, uh, actually concluding the whole Bible, he does it with a hope and a prayer. He knows what is yet to come. He knows what, uh, what, what you know, is yet to come upon the earth. But in Revelation 22, let's look at verse 20 and 21. The Bible says, he who testifies to these things says, surely I am coming quickly. He is establishing the fact that that Jesus Christ, here that God is still involved. After 31,102 verses, you know, God began this thing and God is ending this thing, okay? And in verse 21, the last verse of the Bible, he says, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you all, amen. 
Well, you know, thank God for his grace, okay? We know what happened in the beginning. We know what's going to happen in the end. Why? Because God tells us. I know that God created me. I know he did. I know God created me. I know I'm not a mistake. I know I'm not an accident. I know that, that I am in the plan of God. God planned this, something bigger than my mom, bigger than my dad, bigger than my grandparents, something you know, more powerful and more present. And, 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 and you know, I know that God created me, and I know that one day I am going to die and go to heaven. I understand that, okay? God created me. I know what happened in the beginning and I know what happens in the end. I die and I go to heaven. I have faith in that. I have faith that God Almighty gave me life. And I have faith that when I die, I am going to enter into the grace of God and an incorruptible world. These things are all by God's grace. I know the beginning, I know the end, but what about all the stuff in between? This is what gives us problems. You know, you know, I don't have any problems with the beginning. I don't have any problems with the end. I got some problems now. <laughs> this in between is as close to hell as I'm ever going to get. Hello? It's the in-between. You know, um, God who created us is going to take care of us throughout eternity. But thankfully, this same God that created us, the same God that's going to take care of me after I die, has not left me without instruction and hope for the in-between. What I often need is not faith that God created the heavens and the earth and not faith that there is a heaven. What I often need is faith that God's with me today, that God's going to help me today with the things I'm facing, that God's going to help me with that relationship, help me with that job, help me with that you know, uh, income, help me with that bill, help me with that you know, broken transmission. My, my Suburban's in JK Chevrolet right now, getting a new transmission in it. You know? I mean, uh, you know, I need help now. <laughs> I need faith now. I need trust now. I need grace now. Because they first told me the warning didn't cover it. I needed grace. I needed favor. What did I do? I went and prayed. And I went and asked again. And guess what? It's covered. I need help now. I have faith that I was born. I have faith I'm going to die. I have faith I'm going to go to heaven. But what I need more faith for often concerns how to live victorious in between my birth and my death. It's not the beginning and it's not the end I contend with. It's the now. Well, what does God's word say about my now? Well, you remember there are 31,102 verses in the Bible. Genesis 1-1, Revelation 22-21. I got those covered. In the middle, because it's the even number, there's no one verse in the middle. There are two verses in the middle. Verse number 15,551 and verse number 15,552. So y'all look those up right now. 
You'll find it on page 297. <laughs> Let me tell you what God says about the in-between. Where are those verses? What, it, what are those middle verses? 15,551, 15,552? Well, guess what? They're in Psalms 103. A Psalm of David. A man who was born to destiny and went to heaven but had hell in this life <laughs> and was victorious over every enemy. And when people refused to encourage him, he just encouraged himself. And when Goliath came out and nobody else would go and he was just a little boy, he ran out there with a rock and said, how dare you defy the living God? I'm going to cut your head off and feed it to the birds today. And then when Goliath roared and took his spear, David went running towards him right through the valley of Elah. For those of you who are going with me to Israel this year, if we have any extra time, I want to take you through the valley of Elah and show you that little river stream bed where David chose uh, the, 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 those rocks. Oh, my goodness. You know, listen, David was an amazing man. What did David know? What does David teach us? What did the Psalms teach us? They teach us about now. How to face circumstances, situations, concerns. How do we get our heads right? How, you know, I've got faith for the beginning. I've got faith for the end. But today, many times, I need faith for my today. And many times, it's a choice. It's up to me. Psalms 103, verses 1 and 2. Verse 1 is 15,551. And 15,552 is verse 2. These represent the in-between. Bless the Lord, O my soul. <laughs> you see, now, it immediately puts a little bit of the weight back on us. A little bit of the weight back on David. Just a little bit. Okay, listen, listen. Uh, you know, when you're in a difficult situation, when you're in an in-between moment, let me tell you one of the first things you need to do is you need to find yourself in a place where you decide by choice that you are going to praise the Lord. You're going to bless the Lord. You're going to lift up the Lord. You're going to look to him as not only the author and the finisher, but also you're going to look to him as the source in your moment. If you heard something pop over there, it was a balloon. <laughs> we were expecting that. I was supposed to fall down right there and roll around. We talked about it this morning, didn't we, Pastor Ken? And, you know, he didn't think it was a good idea. <laughs> Bless the Lord, O oh my soul, and all that is within me. I mean with everything. I mean all in. I mean with everything. I mean sometimes you got to turn off all those voices that are on the outside, all those voices that are telling you it's not going to work, you're going to be defeated, you know, you know, your enemy's going to get you, oh, this time it's, uh, you know, on and on and on and on and on. you got to shut those things down, and with all that is within you, bless his holy name. He is almighty God. My goodness, if he can create the universe and prepare a heaven for me, certainly he can take care of my electricity bill. Hello? Of course, I might have to go out and work a few hours. 
Verse 2. Bless the Lord, O my soul. And this is a cap on this in-between. Forget not all his benefits. You know, many times in this in-between, we need to change our focus on what we're looking at. Instead of looking at all the problems and all the hurt, all the pain, instead of looking at all the things that aren't working, we need to just turn our eyes and by choice decide we're going to bless the Lord and we're going to start focusing on all of his benefits. We're going to start rehearsing. We're not going to forget all the things he has done, all the things he will do, all of those exceedingly great and precious promises by which we have escaped this corruption of this world because of the exceedingly great and precious promises. I have a divine nature. One day I will escape the corruption of this world when this mortal body drops and I am given entrance into an eternity. I will no longer be subject to the corruption of this world. But let me give you another thought. I'm not subject to it right now. I mean, it might be happening all around me, but I have a divine nature and I have been given exceedingly great and precious promises and I am going to choose to bless the Lord Lord, oh, my soul and all that is within me, I'm going to bless his holy name and I am not going to forget not one of his benefits, not one of those exceedingly great and precious promises. What are those benefits for this life? Well, if you can read Psalms 103 just a little farther, it'll tell you these things. Who forgives all your iniquities? You know what? I am forgiven. That's enough for me. You know, if I never got a transmission, that's enough for me. I could walk the rest of my life if he's going to forgive me. <laughs> Hello. But you know what? It costs me nothing. It's a benefit that comes with being born again. Forgives all my, who heals all my diseases. Glory to God that I have access to healing. Healing virtue that flows from almighty God. Who needs to be healed? Sick people. Well, then, you know, healing is for sick people. I've been sick. And I've been healed. Thank God for the healing. Forget not all of his benefits. Who redeems your life from destruction? Most of the destruction, by the way, might, many of it, much of it might be even be caused by us. Who redeems? He, he, he's redeemed me from destruction. Psalms 107.20. He sent his word and redeemed them, delivered them from, from, from destruction. Wow. Who crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercies? Thank God for mercy. Thank, I'm so grateful that God's kind to me and merciful to me in between. I know he's going to be kind and merciful when I get to heaven. I know heaven is a place where, you know, I'm forgiven, I'm redeemed, you know, I'm, I'm, I, you know, but you know what I need in between? Exactly what he put right here in between. I need the mercy of God. Verse 5, who satisfies your mouth with good things. I like good things. Oh, I like good things. Don't y'all like good things? Yeah, I don't, I don't care too much for bad things. I like good things. Good things. He satisfies your mouth with good things. Ooh, I smoked a chicken yesterday. Good things. Oh, yeah. Oh, I wonder what I'm going to have today. 
Oh, I had, I had bacon wrapped shrimp, some of those little, you know, shrimp, bacon, cheese, jalapeno wrapped shrimp things last night. Oh, it's one of the last things I ate before I went to bed. I was on my way to bed eating one of those. Whew, I like good things. He satisfies my mouth with good things. That's a pretty good deal in between. And he does this so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. We go through a process of receiving strength, of receiving, you know, uh, thanks be to God. You know, the in-between is starting to sound pretty good. You know? The in-between sounds pretty good to me. God's not only taking care of the beginning, taking care of the end, but he's also taking care to show me how to live in victory in this life, how to live in power in the in-between. And it's a choice. It's a choice we make every day. I understand the pressures that are on you. I understand the pressures that are on our nation. The pressures that's on many of the countries that we are supporting around the world with COVID concerns, with economic concerns, with the lockdowns and the shutdowns and, you know, and all of the things that, that, that you know, are in our present and may be in our future before we get to our last day and get to go to heaven. I understand there's a lot of pressure, but it's a choice in how we're going to look at it. It's a choice on how we're going to bring God into our moment. It's a choice. Second Peter, again, back to our text. That's what he said in verse 2. Grace and peace be multiplied to you through the knowledge of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ. The more we know about him, the more grace and peace we'll have in this corrupt world. I don't want to live like the world. I mean, the world is angry and mad and frustrated and divided. And, 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 and the world, uh, you know, I'm, 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 I'm going to use a word that, 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 you know, that's probably not politically correct. The world is stupid. Have you seen the backwards motions that we have been going? We have been going backwards. People are crazy. I mean crazy. I got to stop looking at them. Because they will make you angry. And we don't need to be so robbed of joy and peace and grace and goodness and kindness. We don't need to be so robbed of all of the fruits of the Spirit, love and joy and peace and gentleness and goodness and, and faith and meekness and self-control. We don't need to allow ourselves to be robbed of the fruits of the Spirit because of the corruption that is in this world through lust. There's plenty of corruption in this world, always has been and always will be, okay? Nothing has changed. It's just our turn to feel the, 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 the volume of corruption that is ongoing in this ungodly worldly system. But the more we know about God and the more we know about Jesus... We are told it will bring us greater peace and more grace. 
Verse 4, by which we have been given, which have been given to us exceedingly great and precious promises, that through these you may be partakers of a divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in this world through lust. You know, what are these, you know, wonderful promises? You know, they're, they're promises of an eternity, but they're all promises also of forgiveness and redemption and walking through this life with a divine nature on the inside of us. We have escaped the corruption. In plain terms, if you have been born again, then uh, you have received the Holy Spirit and you have been delivered from being subject to the corruption all around you. You can rise above it through Jesus Christ by focusing on Him and bringing Him into your news moment. When you're sitting down in your living room and the news might be on or in your car, let me tell you, see if you can praise God above that news. Okay? I just plainly had to stop watching it because, you know, It was messing with my peace. How about you? I don't want to be ill-informed, so I catch the headlines, but the commentary is a bunch of junk. No matter who you're getting it from, it's a bunch of junk. It's filled with the corruption that is in this world through lust. Let me encourage you to bless the Lord at all times. Bless the Lord with everything that is within you. Bless Him. Three things uh, as I bring this to a close. Here are my takeaways today. Number one, you're not an accident. Okay? You were created by God on purpose. And He knew the season of this world, the year that you would be living. He knew you would be here in 2020. God knew it. He saved you for this moment, hoping to get some use out of you for this moment. You're not an accident. You were created by God with a purpose. A second thing is my takeaway today. I don't want this to, to, to escape us, is that Jesus is coming quickly. That's what he said, behold, I come quickly. Quickly to him and quickly to me evidently aren't the same thing. But he's coming quickly. No matter how you cut it, he's coming for you and coming for me pretty soon. It's important for us to remember that he chose for us to spend eternity with him. But he didn't just catch us away the moment we were born again. Rather, he wanted us to be a stabilizing factor in our communities, in our family, in our church. And we do that by choice, by deciding that we have this divine nature. We have been given exceeding great and precious promises. We have been forgiven. We've been redeemed. We have, we, we, we have been blessed. We have been strengthened. And we can be different than other people around us. We can have grace and we can have peace and we can show mercy and kindness because of the nature we have. Okay? Nobody else, no one else can mess with your destiny. 
You get to decide who you are going to be. You can't always decide what you go through, but you can always choose how you're going to go through it. See if you can be the one in your family, in your office, in, in, in the conversation. See if you can be the one that makes people feel better because you've brought Christ into a moment. He's able. If he's able to create a universe and able to, 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 to you know, keep me safe throughout eternity, he is able to take care of this today. And it's by choice I have to turn my mind toward all the grateful things, all the things I'm grateful for, all the blessings. Please remember, be thankful, be grateful. Okay? You're not an accident. Jesus is coming quickly. And number three, the corruption that is in this world has no claim on you. Don't let it rob you. It's your choice. Be thankful. Be grateful. And watch and see what God will do. Amen. Thanks again for joining us for another encouraging word from Pastor Ron Hammonds. Visit cotr.com and subscribe to our social media platforms to stay up to date. As well, receive more encouraging messages from our pastor and details of the work we're doing both in our community and communities like ours around the world. Today and every day, God bless.